When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to another video. I'm back in this room. I've been in this room for a while actually. The weather is not great outside and I, I feel comfortable here. I was going to film in a different part of my house but I have my notes here and my microphone so if you will bear with me I'll do at least another video from here but who knows maybe many more videos from here if the weather isn't great. I can't film in any uh, stores like I filmed in that Target. Uh, it's like a Walmart. So if you haven't seen that video, you might want to check that out. But I can't. I can't get out. Yesterday, my governor issued a stay-at-home order for my state. So starting tomorrow, which is April second, we'll be in here until April thirtieth at least. But who knows? Probably be extended. The numbers keep going up. In New York but wherever you are watching from I hope you are safe I hope your family is safe I hope you have plenty of food in the United States the stores are pretty much full so I hope wherever you are watching listening from you also have plenty of food and your family is safe today I want to continue with those irregular verbs from that chart I found it's the 50 most common irregular verbs in English. So the first two seems as if people got some benefit from them. It seems as if they felt that those videos helped. So I just want to continue going right down the line through all 50. By the end of this video, we will have done 15. So in today's video, we're going to do fall, fight, fly, freeze, and grow. So of course, they are very common. And they don't follow what you would think, adding an ED at the end to make it past tense. So I'll go over the, the base form, the present tense. I'll go over the past tense. And then I'll go over the past participle. And I'll touch on the future tense a little bit. But fall, you would have thought falled, right? It falled off the table. Nope. That sounds like maybe a three-year-old would be talking like that because... Kids tend to try to keep up with those rules that we always break in English. So it sounds like somebody young might say that. It's very common for small children to say, the plane flied over my head in the sky. But it's not right. And by the end of this video, you will know how to use all five of those verbs correctly when you put them into the past tense. It is also April 1st today. If you stick around until the end of the video, I'll give a little segment on what April Fools means in the United States. We always celebrate it on April 1st. And if you are looking for just the audio of this, maybe you want to listen to this while you're doing your chores or something. I do that quite often when I'm listening to Italian. This episode should be up on the podcast, same name, Learn American English with this guy, 
by the end of the day, April 1st. I should have just the audio up on the podcast if you would like to just listen. So let's start off with the first verb, which is fall. And to put in the past tense, you say fell. And then to put in the past participle, you would say have fallen. So let's use a couple of these in sentences. But also know fall can be a noun. We're talking about all verbs today, but it also can be a noun and it's another word for autumn. So when the leaves fall from the trees, we sometimes call that autumn, or at least in the United States, you will often hear that called fall. Like fall is my favorite time of year because we get to pick apples. It's kind of a big thing where I live in Maine. Apples are ready at that time, so people will get on hay rides and go pick apples. It's a good time of year. Now for the present tense sentence for fall, I'm actually not going to use the way you might normally hear where somebody like hitting the ground, maybe they tripped over something and fell. I'm going to use it as in to fall in love. That's also something you might hear and they're used exactly the same way. Like I have fallen in love with her. So that's the past participle. I'll do another one later, but for this present tense one, I wrote, I fall head over heels in love every spring. So that's often a time when supposedly young love, puppy love, I, I mentioned that in the dog idioms ver, uh, video, that uh, spring often brings love. That's why I use that sentence. I fall head over heels in love every spring. And there is a, another idiom in there, head over heels. You might hear that. It just means someone is totally involved in whatever it is. Hopefully you have fallen head over heels in love learning English and your English is getting better and better every day. You could say, I fell in love head over heels with that movie. Maybe you just really loved the movie. You can use head over heels. And that, that means like your head over the bottom of your feet, like you're literally tripping over your feet. So head over heels in love, kind of common. So past tense of fall is fell. And the sentence I came up with for this one is last night. You want to put a comma before your verb. We've talked about that before in parts two and part one. Last night, I fell in the river and got wet. I fell in the river. There's a prepositional phrase there, in the river and got wet. You could also say, I fell into the river and got wet. Into would be one word. I fell into the river and got wet. Both work. It just depends on how you want to say it. So for my past participle sentence, I am going to start with a prepositional phrase. Remember, I will need a comma before the subject. So after the storm, all of the leaves had fallen off the tree. All of the leaves. Your subject there, we could get a little technical here. Your subject is actually all. It's not leaves because leaves comes in a prepositional phrase. The 
prepositional phrase there is of the leaves. So all had fallen from the trees or fallen off the trees. You could say either one and they both mean basically the same thing. All of the leaves had fallen from the trees. All of the leaves have fallen off of the trees. Same thing. So the next verb I want to talk about is fight. So we have fight, fought, have fought. That's how you put that verb into the past tense. But let's talk about future tense just for a second. I've mentioned it a couple times in these videos. You just take the base, you just take the present tense and then add will in front of it. So if we're talking about fight, you can say will fight, will fight. And it's the same for all of them. I will fight, she will fight, you will fight, they will fight, we will fight. Just put will. And sometimes I see people ask on Hello Talk, I see people ask, is there a difference between she will fight or she is going to fight? Now, technically, I think they are different tenses. I don't know. I don't want to complicate things too much. But if you are going to say that to a person, she will fight whatever. She is going to fight. It basically means the same thing. And if it's easier for you to just put will in front of the present tense verb, just do that. You'll be fine every time. The future tense is not that difficult in English. But let's get back to what this video is about. And that is past tense. So fight, present tense, most people probably know that. I said, I fight with my wife. It's not true, but I tried to put a present tense form of fight into a sentence. And that's what I came up with. I fight with my wife. It's a pretty, pretty simple sentence. I subject fight verb with my wife is a prepositional phrase with is a preposition. Simple past tense for fight fought. And the sentence I came up with for this one is last night I fought off the cold. Sometimes in my house, we turn the heat down just to save a little money. And by the time you wake up, it's a little cold. So that's why I thought you can fight off the cold. You're not physically fighting with anybody or anything, but maybe you put an extra blanket on to keep yourself warm. So last night I fought off the cold. Now I'm going to change that sentence just slightly for the past week. I have fought off a cold. So I changed the tense there slightly, but instead of saying the cold, I said a cold. And that means a sickness like stuffy nose, sore throat, cold. So a cold is what you get when you are sick. The cold is the feeling of being cold. So it's just a little different article there. We talked about um, indefinite and definite articles a while back, but the cold is just the general feeling of shivering, being cold. A cold is the sickness. I hope that makes sense, but I think a lot of English speakers don't even think about that when they're using it, but it's such a small difference, but it makes a big difference. Just one little word, 
but it totally changes the meaning of the sentence. So remember, with past participle, it's an event that has happened in the past, probably a couple times, and also might happen in the future. So for the sentence for fight past participle, I said, my neighbors and I have fought over land for many years. So again, it's not true. I have some of the best neighbors in the world. I have a great neighborhood. But that is just something you could say, like, a lot of neighbors do fight. No, that's my land. No, no, that's my land. It's my yard. It's my land. Don't build a fence there. That's your tree. You need to cut that down. So often in the United States, neighbors will fight about land. So my neighbors and I have fought over land for years. And at the beginning, when you use I in English, proper English, you should put whoever you're talking about first and then I. If you're wondering, and I will do a video probably more on this, but if you're thinking about should I use I or should I use me, here's a rule that works a lot, not all the time, to keep it simple. I is usually at the beginning of the sentence and me is at the end. Not always, but if you're ever in doubt and you're taking a test, that might really help you. Some people in English, I probably do too sometimes, would say me and my neighbors have fought or my neighbors and me have fought. You will hear that all the time. If you're just talking to a friend, don't worry about it. People say it all the time. But if you're taking a test, uh, you might be a little bit more aware of that. Right, the next one. Fly, flew, flown. Fly, flew, flown. And we do have a noun, a fly. And I'll put up a picture, but it's a little guy, buzzes around. Uh, can be very annoying in the spring and summer, usually disappear in the winter, fly. They're not like mosquitoes. They won't sting you. They're just annoying. Although in Maine where I live, we do have these things we call horse flies. They're bigger, a little bit bigger, not too much, but they actually bite and they hurt quite a bit. But we're going to be talking about the verb fly. So how about this very simple sentence for present tense? The birds fly high in the sky. Pretty simple. The birds fly high in the sky. So with that sentence, the birds fly is not you. It's a number of other things. We can use the pronoun they. But if you want to talk about other things that's singular and maybe say she, you would have to change the verb slightly in the present tense. So she flies to see her parents at Easter, something like that. So if it's a singular uh, she, he type of pronoun or subject, Joey, Joey flies, you would change it just slightly. So for past tense, I came up with a kind of a gross sentence. The droplets flew from his mouth as he sneezed. The droplets flew from his mouth. Kind of gross. There was a report that came out yesterday that droplets, you know, maybe containing the coronavirus, could fly up to like 24 feet. But then our doctor, 
at the press conference, Dr. Fauci. He's a very popular man these days. He's like the head doctor for the United States. He said, that's almost impossible. That person would really have to sneeze, not cover their mouth. And he said, just get out of the way if you see that coming. So we are told to stay six feet apart. And that's how far droplets usually fly when you are talking. And I feel bad sometimes when I'm teaching and trying to project my voice. I'm sure droplets get on people's skin because I know I've had teachers. You know, they're trying to project their voice and spit by accident. I had a football coach in high school. He used to spit a lot on us. I think by mistake. But when he talked, he spit a lot. And the last one, the past participle. I have flown to Germany for business seven times. So it's an event that happened in the past. You might have done it a few times. You might have to do it in the future. That is not true. I have actually only been to Germany once. And I got lost. I think I got lost in Hamburg. I was going from Belgium to Denmark. It was back in the 90s. And I got off on the wrong stop. I was totally confused. They didn't have the euro back then. I had to get out some German marks. Yeah, it was a big deal. All right, the next verb is freeze. And then you go froze. And then frozen. Freeze, froze, frozen. Frozen can also be used as an adjective, possibly describing vegetables. So you can pick up at the store some frozen vegetables or frozen meat. That can be used as an adjective. And let's say you have some frozen meat. You want to cook it for later. The verb we would use to unfreeze slowly is actually thaw. I'm not sure if people have heard that verb, but you might say, oh, I want to have that meat for dinner tonight, so I am going to let it thaw. Gonna let it thaw. Or I need to thaw this meat for tonight. Thaw. Maybe kind of a rare verb. If you say thaw enough times, it sounds kind of weird. Thaw, thaw, thaw. Like, I thaw a cat in the road instead of saw, thaw. It's weird. It's a weird word. The more you say it, the weirder it gets. Thaw, thaw, thaw. But it means to unfreeze slowly. Although we wouldn't say unfreeze much. So present tense. As I get older, I tend to freeze every January. As I get older, I don't know about you guys. I used to never get cold. But as I'm getting older, I am getting a little colder in weird times. All right, you'll see that I have adjusted the camera. I like having a lot of space up here to write. So the next one uh, for freeze to use in the past tense, you're gonna say froze. And one thing that my family and I are doing to make the bread last longer, because it's kind of hard to find in stores, um, we are freezing our bread and so the sentence I came up with is, to make the bread supply last longer, I froze some. I froze some. And you don't have to tell people, I froze some bread in English. They will know from what you said before in that sentence, to make the bread supply last longer, I froze some. So I think in some languages, you still have to put in that noun. For English, you don't. 
I froze some, it's fine. And the past participle sentence I came up with was, I have frozen the leftover soup to eat later. I have frozen the leftover soup to eat later. And when I was coming up with these sentences, I must have been hungry because quite a few of them have something to do with eating. But I'm not sure if you've ever heard of this adjective. It can be used as a verb. Uh, sorry, it can be used as a noun. But leftover, leftover. So the leftover soup, meaning you must have made a lot of soup and you had it for a meal and then you had some leftovers. So you can use it as a noun, leftovers is just food left over from whatever was made, or you can use it as an adjective, the leftover chicken, the leftover carrots. You can put them in the refrigerator, save them, put them in the freezer to save them for even longer. So I hope this video has been helpful so far. I hope it's not too complicated. Sometimes I try to throw in little extras to help you out and I hope it's not too much. But if you have liked this video so far, uh, don't be afraid, you know, hit the thumbs up button. Thank you to all of you who do that. Makes me feel good. Please don't hit the thumbs down button. Makes me feel bad. If you haven't yet subscribed, might want to do that. I've been going live the last couple days also, and I don't know if it's my fault or not, but people aren't getting the notifications, even though they have, they have rung the bell. So, and ring, ring is a verb we will cover in the future. So I'm not sure what's going on with that. I'm sorry, but maybe we can come up with a time that works best for everybody. I'm on New York time. So anytime I post something, about time, it will be New York time. But if there's a day or a time that works best for you, let me know and maybe we can get more people on the live stream. Although I've seen quite a few people watch it on replay. All right, the last one, grow, 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 grew, grown, grown. That's also a sound you can make too. If maybe you're unhappy with something, ugh, that could also be grown as a noun or a verb, he groaned loudly, or I heard the groan from the next room. But it can also be used as growing, like a kid growing. My son is growing. I've told him to stop growing because we can't go to the store to buy him any more clothes. They're all shut down. I guess Walmart has clothes, but he has been forbidden to grow until the quarantine is over yet he still grows. It's upsetting. So we got grow, grew, grown. So kids can grow, vegetables can grow, your money could grow. Hopefully you put it in the bank and you see your money grow. So lots of things can grow. Here's my present tense sentence. I grow tomatoes every summer. I don't. I don't like tomatoes. Do you like tomatoes? I like most vegetables, tomatoes. I just can't get used to it. Put it in ketchup, put it in pasta, a sauce. I like tomatoes. Tomatoes by themselves, gross. Past tense. I grew so much that my pants no longer fit. You can also grow out. You know, people my age, 40s, we don't 
tend to grow up this way. Most of us have stopped that in our teens, but we might grow out this way, which I don't know about you, but during this quarantine, you're just sitting around like, hmm, I could eat something. I'm not hungry, but I could eat something. So I grew so much that I needed to buy new pants. How about that? I hope that's not going to be the case once this quarantine is over. And the past parsable. The town has grown significantly over the past decade. So the population of the town has grown a lot. The population of the town has grown significantly over the past decade, over the past 10 years. So you could say simply the town has grown. You could say the town's population with an apostrophe S. But if you simply say the town has grown over the past years, English speakers will know that you're talking about the people. Lots of information there. I hope I didn't go too quickly. I hope I didn't go too slowly. Remember, if you feel like I am talking too quickly, you can slow it down. There's a way, I don't know, mobile, you can go 1.0, or I think you can go 0.75, slow me down a little bit. Some people have commented, maybe I'm talking a little too slowly. So then you can ramp it up a little bit. And I think it's 1.25. I might sound a little funny, but at least you'll hear me speak a little more quickly. So let's talk really quickly about April 1st in the United States. That is known as April Fool's Day. April Fool's Day. Little kids love it because you are allowed to play tricks on people, to play pranks on people. A very common one is when the parents are getting their coffee in the morning. Since sugar and salt look so similar, yet taste so different, some children have been known to switch the sugar out and put in salt. So when the parents are making their morning coffee, they're gonna taste a much different coffee than they are used to, or than they normally have. So it's mostly children who play, play these pranks or try to play the pranks, but everybody knows April 1st, be aware, someone's gonna probably try to pull a prank on you. So that's April Fool's Day in the United States. Um, this time of year, you know, with everything that's going on in the world, I, for one, am not going to be playing any pranks. Just, I don't think people, <sighs> I heard of some of these parents that are going to be waking their kids up today and saying, oh, you're late for school. Governor, president, they changed. We got school today. Get up. I thought that would be kind of cruel just because I know so many kids are actually wanting to go back to school. They want some normalcy in their life. I think that would be a cruel joke. But maybe if you have a family member that's getting on your nerves, that's bugging you, play a prank on them today. Even if you don't live in the United States, it might be more effective if you don't celebrate April Fool's Day in your country, because then the person you're playing the prank on won't expect it. I don't know, just a thought. But don't blame me if that person gets mad. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I will see you next time.